Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Program. Mm-hmm. So glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I've, I'm here with my buddy Stephen Cervantes. So how are you today? I am blessed and glad to be here and excited. We are so uh, blessed to be able to reach people and challenge people. And mm-hmm. the Bible says, set the captives free. And I hope that's what we're doing. Amen. Well, speaking of that, we are absolutely grateful to those of you who have come alongside of us to partner with us financially, because that's really the only way that you're hearing us or seeing us is we've just had generous partners that have been willing to say, you know what, uh, this program matters. This program is making a difference. This is uh, bringing light into dark places, bringing hope into hopeless situations. And so um, there's two things that we'd ask you to do if you would like to partner with us. One is, of course, we would appreciate any financial support that you can give to us. And so you could go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link to support us financially. Uh, But we also ask everyone to do this next thing, which anybody can do, which is just rate and review the podcast. Uh, When you do that, that helps people to find this resource better in search engines and things like that because it ranks higher. So please be willing to rate and review the podcast. We really appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. So, Stephen, we, in in our ministry here uh, for many, many years, almost two decades now, can you believe that? We've been around for 18 years, and it's it's amazing. But um, we have encountered a lot of couples— that are in the crisis of mm-hmm. there's been sexual infidelity and there's been that brokenness at the at the most the deepest most intimate level of connection because uh how could how could there be anything deeper than the the sexual betrayal oh. that can go on in a, in a marriage relationship right. and so a lot of our work is is helping these couples uh understand what it takes to heal and then look at what it takes to restore their marriage. Um, I would say that, you know, well over 50% of all the guys that come to our gateway workshop, these are, these are guys that are married. Um, certainly all of the women that are, that are engaged in our wives care resources. These are women who are married. Um, we don't always get to experience or see every aspect of what that restoration process looks like, but I feel like in today's, program, we're going to be able to kind of take a peek into one couple's situation and specifically one husband's heart Yes, and and how he wants to express that to his wife. So you want to tell us what we're going to talk about today? Oh, I, and yeah. And by the way, this is... this is I love this Folks, stuff. if you want to know what gets Stephen <laughs> jazzed, it's marriage and it's especially like when you're yeah. talking about the emotional connection and how do you, re, you know, restore... And two become and, one, yeah. right? And healing and bonding and oneness. What's the point of all this work? It's funny because it, whenever we get to the the marriage topic it's like it's like steven gets plugged in <laughs> like he turns on it's just uh, awesome i love marriage and marriage counseling but but then you find like wounded people and you have to stop your marriage work and go work on the wounded stuff so you can get back and do the oneness marriage stuff and mm-hmm. we're always doing this balancing act and so i'm always working emotional growth emotional growth why because we can bond and become one and that's the mission is to become one so so this this guy is getting it right, and he wrote a letter, and I have the opportunity to read this letter. Uh, it is a blessing when a guy wakes up and values his wife and mm. says, oh my goodness, 
I thought you were the problem. I thought you were the enemy. I thought you were my irritation. It's not you. It's me. Mm. And I haven't seen me very well. And this is a waking up letter from a man who turns to his wife and goes, oh, my goodness. I see what you've been doing in this marriage while I was full of me. Mm. So he says, my dear, dear wife, Jesus came to save me. And sometimes I still fight him. I still resist and kick and thrash and don't want to submit. And you have tried to save me. And I fight you too. And Jesus is trying to save my soul. But you're trying to save my humanity and marriage and unity and oneness. So when I say save, Jesus came to save and you came to save. They're two different ideas. But they're both about me being saved from me. Because mm. I was young when we first married. And you called me out. And I hated it. You called me up to higher places. And I resisted. My ways were better ways. My thoughts were better ways. I was really pretty full of me. I was thick-skinned. And I would not let you or God save me. We're going to take some pauses here to, yeah, to, this to is where you, unpack it. You so, got it. Um, I, love, I love the opening of this letter because, you know, one of the things that we, we harp on in our ministry, especially when we do the Gateway Weekend workshops with these men, is there's no way of getting around the core foundational element of a man of integrity mm. is humility. Mm. And these opening lines are filled with this sense of, man, I, I've had it wrong. Oh, I, yes. I have not acknowledged my need for mm. salvation, both in the spiritual sense and in my marital sense. Yes. And he's he's recognized, he's confessing here. He's like, I, oh, I have been good. missing the mark. And, and I just, so I just see this, these opening lines dripping with humility. And, and that tells me, the right things are changing in this man's life. There's no excuses mm. in this for these first lines, right? It's not saying you try this and but you know if this and that and if you had done this, it's like I'm just totally admitting I mm. I goofed up. I goofed up before God. I goofed up before you. I didn't receive what you both were trying to offer to me, and mm. there's regret there. And I think that's a good it's a good start. <laughs> Amen. So, dear wife. Can I just say thank you, thank you, thank you for being faithful to God. He has had a clear call on your life. You and him have something going. I can see it in you. I can see it in your smile and your face that you have something with your Heavenly Father that's special and good and right. And I see that he called you and sent you on an assignment to help save me. And I have to admit it's sad, but I needed saving from me. And you took that assignment. Mm -hmm. Another 
just amazing and foundational, important characteristic that I see in here is now here's a man who's expressing gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I really do think humility and gratitude go together because think about it, Stephen, when when we're finally humbled, in mm-hmm. other words, we finally recognize, you know what? The, the way I've been thinking, the way I've been operating, my way right. is not working. And so therefore I humble myself. It's amazing how that humility begins to open the door to you seeing outside of yourself in ways that you'd never seen before. Because what is he saying? I see you. Mm. I see the call of God on your life. I, I see that there has been a purpose in you that mm. is actually meant to also help me. And I hadn't recognized that before, but thank you mm. for being willing to be faithful to that mm-hmm. call, be faithful to God, and be faithful to me. There's mm-hmm. there's gratitude and, and, and open eyes that are happening in this man's life. So thank you, wife. I hate to say this, but I have fought you at every turn. Mm-hmm. And I caused you pain. I caused you doubt. I even brought shame into your life. My pain turned on you. My fear turned on you. But I'm glad to say that that's been the past. And I'm telling you now, I want things to change. I've been wrong. And thank you for all you've done to not break down or give up or run away. Thank you for being faithful. You know, this is another key component of what what real change requires and also what restoration requires is is this man is making a pointed confession, mm. right? He's not hiding behind excuses anymore. No. He's not trying to defend himself. I mean, he, he, he just flat out comes out and says, I did this mm. and it was damaging to you and, and I was wrong. I brought these things into your life that were never meant to be part of your life. And, mm. um, and that's, that's on me. You know, because I think a lot of times uh, when a guy has not yet come to that place of brokenness, mm-hmm. you know, there's still this, they, they want to kind of hold on to both things. They want to they want to partially admit right. to what they've done, but then they want to always make sure they call out, but but yeah, you, but you did that, and you, you're not and perfect, you, and you, you know, yeah. why do you think, and this isn't about perfection. This isn't mm. about, this isn't about a competitive, you know, um, characteristic. In other words, it's not comparing the husband to the wife. The husband is just saying, I'm going to fully own what I have done in damaging this relationship. So dear wife, for the first time in my life, I've started to really enjoy our dialogues. I enjoy exploring issues now and learning. I want my mind open and my heart open I've been blind, but today I'm starting to see. So with a healing and more open heart, I want to share more thoughts with you. Because I've been closed. And you've been trying to knock and knock and knock. And I have not wanted to open the door. But you never gave up. So thank you for fighting for me and fighting for yourself, and fighting for us, and for fighting for God in His ways. Because even today, I know in your heart of hearts, you're still 
fighting and trying to save me. Hmm. Yeah, you know what I love about this is think about the huge paradigm shift that's going on here. Um, we know that a man who's involved in, you know, sexual sin and pornography and those kind of things, there's there's a blindness to him. There's a there's a self centeredness. He's he's detached, right? He's very detached emotionally. He's detached. Yes. And what I'm seeing here is the, the the awakening that's happened in him. The eyes have been opened. The heart has been broken. Mm. The the humility, the gratitude, the confession that's happening. Look at what he, look what the result of that is. I am. I'm experiencing and relishing connection. Like think Ooh, about everything yes. that's part of a, a, yes. a sexual sin or sexual addiction. It's about disconnection. It's about division. And here he's saying, man, for the first time, I, I'm recognizing this beauty, this value, this, mm. this wonder that yes. is part of being connected to you. And, and that's a beautiful thing to start to see. So dear wife... I fought thinking it was smart. I realized I was just surviving and coping. I have not been living well. I fought you, your ideas, your thoughts, your vision. I fought God. I even fought myself to stay small. I hurt me. I hurt you. I hurt the heart of God. But through it all, you never stopped. You never stopped. You never stopped. The more I fought and fought and fought, the more I hurt and hurt and hurt. You never stopped. How can I ever thank you? Hmm. You know, I, I love the uh, the aha moments that start mm. to happen when a guy is waking up. And what I love yes. here is he's recognizing, you know what, I've... I've actually been fighting in the wrong battle. I've been fighting in the wrong direction. Oh, that's good. Like, you aren't the enemy. God is not the enemy. I'm not the enemy. Like, like he's been fighting yeah. all of the wrong people. <laughs> and, it, and I love this awakening that he's having and realizing, you know, it makes me think of, of um, you know, what we're told in, in the Word of God where it says um, in Ephesians 6 that our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual battle. And I think what he's recognizing is that I have tried to make this a battle between me and my wife. Mm. That's the wrong, that's the wrong enemy. That's right. Like there's something in in another realm that's going on here that actually needs to be fought. And I love the fact that he's willing to also then acknowledge the, that his his wife in many ways has been able to see clearly where the battle actually lies. And he's mm-hmm. he's commending her for that. Like, you know what? You've stuck true to the right fight. Ooh, you've, that's good. You've been fighting for me, not yes. against me, and, and I've been wrong. And, and yes. I want to, in some ways I hear him saying, I want to get on your side. Like, I want to start fighting the battle you've been fighting. And getting the right fight. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love just how the the appreciation is oozing out of him because mm. he's recognizing, I, I don't even know. And, and I think, isn't this the proper response to grace? Mm, yes. Like, what has she been doing? According to this letter, she's been doing things that he doesn't deserve. He, mm. he doesn't deserve her to continue to fight for him, to continue to try to save mm. this thing. And what he's doing is he's saying, I don't even know where to begin in thanking you for the grace that you've shown me, for the 
you know, the battle that you've been fighting. Amen. Amen. That's good. You sound smart. (laughs) That is good stuff. So, dear wife, my eyes are starting to open. My heart is opening. A new vision is emerging. It's like I'm starting to see there is a better way than what I've been doing and thinking and being. I'm starting to see things almost from a whole different perspective. The hurt in me is softening. The anger is softening. The distance I've kept between you and I is closing that gap. The thrashing of me fighting against and battling and holding on to stuff I fought for and argued about, those small and stupid. I think I'm healing. And as I start healing, I want you also to heal. You know, one of the other things that I think is indicative of whether or not um, real change is going on versus somebody just basically trying to uh, stop the Mm -hmm. chaos Mm -hmm. is when you start hearing new insight language, like, man, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing things in a different way. I'm, I'm learning new things. I'm, I'm not, I'm not engaging life the way I used to. There's healing going on. Um, and then also to have hopeful language for those that you even hurt. Mm. Like he's expressing hope that she too can experience healing in a, in a new yes. perspective, you know? And I think that's, that's, there's empathy there of wanting to try to, um, see good in her as well as what God's doing in him. Mm. So my dear, I have been afraid, deeply afraid, running afraid, scared afraid, and I haven't wanted to face it, haven't known what to do about it. And if I'm honest, I have to admit I've been very poorly emotionally trained. I don't know how to help myself or see myself, or understand myself, and I've been afraid. And I do not totally understand, how did I become this man? I don't want to be this man. There's so much for me to learn, and I need so much more growth. You know, I also think, I mean, we've dealt with a lot of men over the years, right? Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that you you will hardly you really won't ever see a um, a person who's still kind of trying to cling to their sin and their secrecy do is confess fear. Mm. I mean, if you think about it for a little bit, yeah. that is one of the last things that a guy will do in terms of finally admitting brokenness, finally admitting kind of, I'm going to lay down my pride. I'm not going to make it about yes. me anymore because I think, you know, you and I have talked about this many times. Fear may be the most primal core emotion Amen. that we have. Right. And in that sense, when we've when we've stacked all these other coping mechanisms and, and shame and all these other kind of things, it's almost like we are going to be most protective of those things in our core that we are most terrified about. In other words, yes. it's hard. It might be that f- Fear is the hardest thing for us to confess. In other words, it's way easier for me to confess, you know, looking at porn than necessarily confessing my deepest fears. 
Sometimes we don't even know them. Right. 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 They're buried down there, and we're trying to live above them. So what I like about what this guy is saying is it's 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 indicative that there is something changing at a very deep level oh, in him when he's willing good. to tell his wife, "I I'm I've been afraid." I have fear in my being. I don't know what I'm doing all the time. I don't even know what this healing process could look like. I don't know what all of this holds. But that, and even to admit, I don't know myself. I'm not that emotionally skilled. All of those kind of things, um, I think, are huge for bringing hope to the restoration of this relationship because now his wife is dealing with a real person. Ooh, like he's good. he's being vulnerable and open. It's like, okay, here's here's the husband that she maybe always knew was there, but he's finally showing up. Wow, that's fabulous. So, dear, as I close this letter, I want you to know it's a new day. And I have new hope rising in me. I want to learn more about emotions and emotional ways and emotional language so I can know me better, so I can know you better, so I can know God better. Mm -hmm. And I want this marriage to be about you too. I see it's been too much about me hiding, my fear, my acting out, my being stupid, my keeping secrets, my running away, my throwing fits. So I want to ask God, please help us, Father. Help me and help us as we serve you. Yeah, so, I mean, the good news that I want our listeners to hear is I want you to hear, folks, that that if you're in a marriage where you can identify with some of these issues that were brought up in this letter, men, if you can identify with those issues of of fear and shame and sorrow and and just you know the confession that was made and mm. and you can recognize the blindness that you've had towards your wife then um let me encourage you to take the next step and and actually go to our ministry's men's resource page you can just go to men.bebroken.com and we got all kinds of resources there for men for you to be able to begin, you know, growing and healing and becoming that husband and man that you were designed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, wives, if um, if you maybe are in either a, a, a puddle of tears or just uh, just a state of uh, um, brokenness over overhearing this letter, maybe even a state of like, I wish my husband, you know, would would send this kind of letter. I want to encourage you to reach out to our wives' care department. If you go to wivescare.bebroken.com, because there's great resources there for women, regardless actually of where your husband is in his healing process right now, you can get some stability and support and help in your life to be able to deal with the the pain of that betrayal where there's been trust broken. Um, I love hearing letters like this Yes, because it reminds me there's hope. And I would challenge the men to use this letter yes. and adopt it and write a letter to your wife. Just use this. One gentleman gave us this, and he said, bless the brotherhood. So write your own letter like this and plan a date night with your wife and then read your letter to your wife. And you know what? On that note, we'll we'll be sure to actually put—I'll uh, just create a link— 
uh, in our show notes to to this letter if you want to kind of use it as a starting point yeah, for a template, you know, yes. uh, because I think it is it is important to some, sometimes I, I, I like what you've said a lot of times before. We, we just don't necessarily know the language. We don't know where to start sometimes, right. especially when like this man confessed, I, I've been emotionally stunted. I, I don't I don't yes. have the language. Um, so maybe this letter can help you take right. A first and so step. you you might want to listen again. I filled in a lot of extra words. Yeah, this there was an outline here of a letter, and you know there was but. the Stephen embellishment <laughs> that was going on. So I want to end by praying for wives. Yeah, I'm going to pray, then you pray, and then however you want to close. Absolutely. So Father, for the lie, the why, the lives. Sorry, let me try again. Father, for the wives that are listening, Father, let their hearts be touched, Father. You love them. Lift them up. Lift up their spirits. Father, they get tired. They get tired of the fight. They get confused. They get lonely. But you're ever-present. You just want to love on your daughter. So let her feel loved right now. And let myself and Jonathan's prayer, let it go deep in their heart. Mm -hmm. Let them know they're valued and they're loved and they're significant and they're in a great fight. And that they're fighting your fight to save a man. And we confess, Father, that sometimes we're just stupid. We just mm. don't know. We're ignorant. And we fight for the, young, the wrong things when we're young. And as we get older, we get smarter. So carry them in the difficult times, Lord. You lift them up. You nurture their soul. You give them a vision. And help the men that are walking around into walls and falling down and getting up and walking into walls again or just sort of uh, ignorant, Father, that there's a fight going on and it's for their soul and it's for their marriage and it's for the kingdom that they get in the right fight, Father. Let the men listening get in the right fight and let the women be nurtured. That's my prayer. Lord Jesus, you of all people know what it is to carry a burden that you didn't create. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I pray for these wives who are who are carrying a burden that they didn't create. Yes, Lord. I pray that you would bring a type of comfort and power to their souls to mm-hmm. give them the resources that they need by your spirit to have wisdom. Uh, Lord, I pray that as you are giving them proper and wise intuition that they would not doubt those nudges from you even as their husbands may still be trying to to lie and deceive. Mm. Uh, Lord, we do pray also that you would you would raise up um, women to support these wives, that yes. they would feel your presence and and not have to carry the burdens alone. Um, Lord, we also just uh, pray for these marriages, Lord. Yes. Um, you love marriage. You instituted it. But more than that, you love people. It's not just about the institution. You you love these husbands and wives. And yes. so, Lord, I pray that you would bring about um, a, a healing and a restoration that can only be credited to you. Um, yes. And, Lord, I just pray for, again, for these wives that you would give them the... You know what, Lord, this may sound even weird, but I pray that you would give them a, a, even a joy that they can't describe yes. because they're finding it in you, not yes. in their circumstance. Um, and we just pray all of these things in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. We agree.
Thank you, beautiful yeah. wives. Thank you, great men of God who are in the fight. If you're listening, you're in the fight, mm-hmm. right? Those that are listening or daydreaming and staring off, God be with them, but you're in the fight. We're in the fight for our lives and for our souls and our spouses and our country. Thank you for being in the fight. Yeah. We do thank you for being with us. And um, please reach out to us if you're if you're in the fight and you want to keep growing. We'd love Amen. to be able to help you along the way. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for your time. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.